Hey guys, welcome to CPL Fever. It's your host, Jack Murray and Andrew Murray. Today we are joined by Atletico Ottawa's first ever signing, Benjamin Fisk. So how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. We're so honored to have you on the show and we're so excited to ask you some questions. I'm excited too. Let's go. Okay. So usually the first question that we ask and the question that always gets put into our list is how did you fall in love with soccer? Uh, I fell in love with soccer pretty, uh, pretty young. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a lot of energy as a kid. And so my parents, I think, put me in every sport that they could afford. Um, and, you know, I, I loved hockey and basketball as well. Um, but I wasn't tall enough for basketball and I don't think I was big enough for hockey either. So I ended up, uh, sticking with soccer and, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, a it's a beautiful game for a reason. People call it that for a reason. And, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky to, to been able to kind of dedicate my life to the game. Yeah. Well, you certainly had a great career so far. Um, how, when did you, when did you think you were good enough to, to go pro? When you, when did that start entering your mind? Well, I think it's a tough question. When I thought I was good enough was probably the day I started kicking a ball. Uh, when I knew, you know, that there was a chance. Uh, you know, I think uh, in my early teens, I started taking it a lot more seriously. Um, you know, I was naturally just a really competitive kid. Uh, but, you know, I kind of started taking it more seriously and, you know, came to the realization, you know, you, you don't get to be a kid forever and you have to do something for a living. And I thought, you, you know, if I could do, uh, do that playing, uh, playing sports, that would definitely be a, a route I want to go down. Yeah. And you were able to, and you're able to achieve it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been really, really blessed to, uh, you know, to have the, the path that, that I'm on now. Yeah. You play in some amazing places like Ireland, and so many more. And now you're playing in Canada's first ever, ever league. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, first and foremost, I'm a, a proud Canadian and, and, you know, I, I had to kind of go elsewhere to, to pursue my career and my dream. Um, but now that, uh, you know, with, with, with the start of the CPL, there's kind of a bit more opportunity for, for guys like me who'd kind of been bouncing around uh, trying to make a, a career elsewhere to, to come back home and, and be a part of the growth of a new league here. So obviously you got, you got tons of talent, Ben, but um, what, what would be one of the reasons why you're successful? Because I'm sure you've come across a lot of people that, that had talent that, you know, didn't, didn't get to the, to the levels that, that you've been able to achieve so far. Yeah, I think, I think you nailed it. Like, uh, you know, if I look back at every age group uh, growing up, you know, most of them, I probably wasn't the best player or even, uh, you know, even close to the best player. Uh, I think obviously I was, uh, I had some gifts growing up and, and, you know, physical and, and some talent and all that. But I think uh, resiliency w would be the biggest thing. Uh, I was lucky enough, you know, my parents always kind of preach that, uh, you know, don't worry about the problems, just worry about the solution kind of, kind of mentality. And so, uh, you know, I've taken my lumps along the way and, and I've kind of just learned to, to roll with the punches and try and, uh, you know, always put my best foot forward, always make uh, the best impression I possibly can, uh, regardless, you know, what situation uh, might be working against me or, or not in my favor, uh, just focusing on, on what I can control. So I'd say that's, that's the real, the only gift that I was really given was, was, was that I think the, just the resiliency. Nice. Yeah, resilience is a great gift to have. Yeah, well, in, in every, every walk of life, I'm sure your dad uh, 
is teaching you the same things. I think, uh, you know, to, to be a, a good person and stuff, you know, it doesn't matter uh, what, what, what your, your field is. There's always going to be tough moments along the way. So it's, uh, it's really important. Yeah, definitely. sure. Yeah. Like one of the things that, that we're teaching Jack right now uh, or from an early age is, is to really use both feet. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you're a, a right footed player, I believe. Right. And um, but you, so, some of the uh, gotten that one confused left. a little bit. So. I, I thought you were. I thought you were left-footed. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that that's called practice. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, so he's he's ambi ambifooterous, ambidextrous. Yeah. But 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 um, but the question is, so you know, when did you start consciously working on your weak foot? Because I think one of the things that that kind of separates you know, players that, that are young players that want to be successful. I mean, it's easy if you've got talent to kind of coast just on your dominant foot, but I think it's the players that, that kind of work on their weak foot earlier on and do it specifically that are able to kind of, you know, that kind of translates into success later. So when did you start consciously saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on both my feet here. I'm going to work on my, on my weak foot just as hard. Uh, quite young, to be honest. Uh, you know, I wasn't the, the biggest, strongest, fastest kid growing up. So I always, uh, you know, I knew that technically was where, where I had to be better than, than other guys because I wasn't going to get the same kind of time and space. Um, you know, uh, also watching some of my heroes, uh, you know, like Zinedine Zidane is a good example. He was very uh, two-footed. Uh, and I always thought that was that was really cool. I remember the the volley he scored with his left foot in the Champions League final. I don't know if you guys know the goal I'm talking about, but uh, to me as a kid, like seeing him do that with his supposedly uh, weaker foot was was just so cool. Um, so you know those inspirations, and then yeah, just just knowing that uh, if I was going to be be a good player, I, w- I was going to need to have uh, you know maybe a few more skills than than other guys. And so you you kind of worked on that that technically like outside of, you know, the organized soccer that you were playing at the time? Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, growing up, I, I was kind of never, never not playing sports and, and it's mostly soccer. So uh, I think there's a lot to be said for, for literally just spending time with a ball at your feet. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot said about deliberate practice and you need to be, you know, conscious of what you're working on and stuff. But I also think for, for young kids, just that time with the ball, you know, falling in love with it uh, over and over again, uh, you know, learning how, uh, you know, if you take a touch with this part of your foot, how does that feel? You know, what happens to the ball? You know, what spin goes on the ball? Little, you know, those little details. I think uh, you can only learn by, by time. There's no, there's no shortcuts, no cheat codes. You just have to, you know, spend the time with the ball and, and get to know each other. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and all, and you have said that, um, you like that you can you can use both feet and a lot of stuff. But what would you say is the biggest strength in your game? Uh, I mean, you, using both feet, I, I would say, is up there. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's something I pride myself on. Um, ooh, big, biggest strength. Uh, I yeah, yeah, I guess I guess technique. You know, uh, I've got a good touch and, and good in tight spaces and stuff like that. So uh, that's something I spend a lot of time working on. So. I'd say just my, my technique in general. Mm-hmm. The technique and, is, in my opinion, is like the most important thing that you have to work on. And especially in tight spaces, because I, I've worked a lot on my, on my technique and now I can get like away from two or three defenders that are on me in tight spaces. I actually like being in tight spaces because I feel like it's easier for me to get 
out of there almost because I'm so used because I'm used to doing it and I, have, and I like to do like little tricks and stuff just easy like little turns and stuff that are able to get you out of pressure and stuff there you go. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> That's, uh, you, you nailed it. I'm not even, I don't even need to, to add anything onto that, Jack. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that, that, uh, the, the, the Canadian soccer program focuses enough on, uh, technical aspects? Um, you know, like, like in Europe, they, they tend to focus on more, you know, tactical, you know, technical touches on the ball. Um, Whereas Canadian soccer, I think, particularly in, in the past, has had more of a, a history of kind of having, you know, bigger, faster, stronger players. Yeah, you know, I think, I think we're doing a good job on the technical side of things. Um, you know, I, I obviously can only speak for, for my upbringing, and I was lucky enough to have, have coaches that I think, uh, you know, put ample uh, importance on, on technique and, and, you know, kind of drill in good habits into you and stuff. Um, I think where we were falling short a bit is on the, the tactical side of things. Um, you know, of course there, there's plenty of great coaches in, in Canada, but um, you know, down to the grassroots level, I think, uh, you know, I think back to my time in Spain where I'm watching, uh, you know, seven, eight year old kids uh, on the pitch and, and you've got, you know, your center midfielder pointing uh, where he wants his left winger to be uh, when they're pressing. Uh, and it's like, I've never seen anything like that, you know, uh, six seven year old kids who, who who are actually you know playing a certain style they they know their positions they're they're moving in unison you know uh with and without the ball um you know and and that's something i think where, where canada still has has a, a long way to go uh not that we're, we're not uh improving it but it, it's just uh you know that's i think where the, the biggest difference is yeah well, you've kind of rectified that with your move to uh, Atletico Ottawa, at least for yourself, uh, with, with your coach there, Mista. Was that one of the reasons that, that drew you to, um, to Ottawa? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I love my time in Spain. It's uh, some of the happiest uh, moments of my career. Um, and, you know, this year, uh, you know, I saw this as a new opportunity and, and a you know, kind of maybe a, a culmination of, of my career path. You know, I've kind of been bouncing around looking for, for a home. Uh, and, and I just felt that this was a really good fit for me uh, in terms of playing style, in terms of uh, the vision for the club moving forward. Um, and I just felt it was somewhere that was going to put me uh, in the best position to, to reach my goals. And talking about uh, Atletico Ottawa, I mean, they seem to have a pretty, a really, from what I've heard, a really uh, great onboarding process. You guys went over to uh, to Spain. Um, I heard that was that was cut short a bit, but I mean, that must be unlike um, a lot of the other. Uh, you know, it's it's just kind of we're, we're, like, are they operating on a different level than some of the other clubs in the in the CPL just because of their their history and their um, and you know how they're running things with the with the history that they've done that before, like the Atletico Madrid organization. I think so. I mean, yeah, I think having uh, you know such a big parent company behind you, uh, and as well you know a, a brand that has already done this in multiple countries. Uh, Atletico Madrid's al already bought uh, and expanded kind of their their organization into mm -hmm. other other countries with expansion teams, and and so I think. You know they they know the drill. They know what they're what they're doing. They uh, you know I wouldn't go so far as to say they've got a cookie cutter for it because uh, every country and, and culture is a bit different. But 
they certainly know how to put uh, something together from scratch. Um, and that's been pretty, pretty evident in, in how our teams t- come together, how they, they've looked after us, uh, you know, the, the plans they've had. Obviously, COVID has, has thrown uh, some, uh, some wood on the fire there to, to create a bit of havoc. But, uh, you know, I've got nothing but good things to say about the organization so far. I think they're, they're really professional and, and taking great care of us. Yeah, I love the club at Atletico Madrid, especially their play style. And I'm really excited to see Atletico Ottawa play and um, just see how I, – I think they'll do really well. I think they'll surprise a lot of people. I just really want to see them play already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, and I was also going to ask you, Atleti flew you over to Spain, right, uh, to meet uh, – um, over to Madrid. So could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, we uh, originally we were supposed to do our whole six-week preseason in Madrid yeah. uh, at the Atletico Madrid facilities. Um, and they had, they had lots of uh, great things planned. You know, we're going to go see a few games, uh, meet the, the Atletico Madrid first team players and, and staff. And um, unfortunately, with, with COVID-19, that, that wasn't able to, to happen. Um, you know, we, we got our little tease of, of one week there, uh, a few training sessions on a beautiful pitch. Uh, and then we, we had to come home early. But, uh, you know, even just those few days, we kind of got a, a glimpse of what we were uh, – what, what kind of an organization we're joining and they wanted to make us feel like like a part of the Atletico Madrid family and uh, you know that goes a long way especially for for Canadian players who, who aren't usually exposed to you know the the footballing greats. Yeah and let, it, it would have been awesome to meet that Atletico first team because there are some amazing amazing players there and I just have this little question for you do you think that Atletico Madrid will win the Champions League because they just beat Ooh. Liverpool, the reigning champions. They sure did. And um, they're really organized. They're a great team. Yeah, you know what I'll say about Atletico Madrid is, uh, you know, they're so well prepared physically and, uh, and mentally. I think they're, they're one of the most disciplined teams uh, in the world. And that was really, uh, really apparent coming back from, from the, the break from COVID where, uh, you know, their first game back, they looked the exact same team as, as before the break, uh, where a lot of teams, uh, you know, even big teams like Barcelona uh, have kind of struggled since, since the break to find their, their form that they had before. Um, so I think that that, that sort of, uh, you know, discipline and mentality will, will give Atletico Madrid a really good chance in the Champions League. Um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be kind of a coin flip, I think, who, who the winner will actually be. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't bet against them, that's for sure. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. Yeah, Atletico Madrid is a great team, and they really could win it. Just because they definitely of, could. Just because of how how um, mentally good they are, and how physically, like you just said. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch because I think uh, you know I think I think they're there. They're ready to fight, and uh, we'll see. It's anyone's game, right? Yeah, <laughs> anyone's game. And also, I also want to ask you about uh fernando lopez could you tell us a bit about him where do i start the guy is uh he's a legend he uh you know he i think his his resume says he's our ceo but i think he's doing about 12 other jobs at the same time uh you know building a an expansion team from scratch in the middle of a global pandemic i think is a pretty pretty tall ask uh and uh you know my humble opinion is that he's doing an incredible job 
uh, both on and off the pitch. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to see uh, the on-field product once, uh, once we can get playing again. And, and uh, you know, I think he would, he would tell you the same, that he's, he's really excited to see all his hard work come to fruition. Yeah, hopefully we'll all get to see um, his hard work uh, come onto the pitch. I think our first game was actually, the Wanderers' first game was against you guys. I think at your home field. And then, like, in a few games later, you come back to our home field. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pretty excited to see us as well. That's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> so when you went to, to Spain, Ben, um, I understand you're, you're bilingual in Spanish, right? Yes. Yeah, I learned uh, Spanish while, while I was playing there. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask that. Um, did, you, did you pick Spain first and then you just came in there and learned Spanish there? Or did you specifically try to learn a bit of Spanish before you, you went over? No, uh, you know, Canadian footballers don't usually have the luxury of, of you know, a lot of choices of where, where you're going to play. So when I left uh, the Whitecaps, uh, you know, I, I, I got a call that, that I could get a trial in Spain and I was on a flight uh, a few days later on, on my own dime and, and uh, you know, ready to chase my dream. And uh, I knew, you know, hola, <laughs> como estas, like, that's about it. Uh, and, you know, safe to say my Spanish has gotten a lot better since then. But uh, I think, you know, when, when you're immersed in a culture and, and a part of it, especially in a, in a dressing room, uh, um, you know, you, you obviously have one or two guys that might speak a bit of English. But the reality is if you don't learn the, the native language, you're not going to make any, not really going to make many friends. So. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to learn Spanish because personally, I would love to go to Spain. Just because if I ever got the opportunity, I, I want to just be like a good fit in Spain because I love this Spanish tactics. I was in all the World Cups. I normally cheer for them because Canada's never been in one. Uh, but hopefully um, if but hopefully Canada and Spain don't play each other. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, in the 2026. Uh, you know what? Hope, hopefully they do play each other. I hope you have to make a, a tough choice. That means Canada's <laughs> probably made it to the World Cup or, or at least are, uh, you know, a big enough profile to get a game against them. And that, that would make me pretty happy. Yeah, I guess you just have to look at it either way. <laughs> there you go. There's always a bright side. Always a bright <laughs> side. You like, you like looking at things as a challenge, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. I think that's, uh, that's part of who I am. And, and uh, you know, don't back down from anything. Uh, you, you know, if you want it, you got to go get it, make it happen. So. That's great. So tell me about your, your time in Spain. I mean, um, I, I think you played with uh, Luis Alberto. And, and what, did you, what did you learn from playing in Spain and, and playing with, with players uh, like that? Yeah, the, the biggest things I learned were, were tactically. You know, I... Uh, I came, uh, you know, came from Canada where, where I've always been, you know, one of the most kind of technical players and, and, you know, maybe been a bit ahead of some of my, my peers in that regard. And, and I went to Spain where, you know, my kind of style of play is, is the norm. And, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, I'm not finding myself creating the same chances that, that I'm used to creating. I'm not finding myself in the same opportunities uh, in front of goal that I'm used to getting. Um, and, you know, wondering why. And uh, the biggest thing, you know, is just, is just tactically they're, they're much far ahead uh, of, of where we are. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I became a, a real student of the game there, just watching as much uh, footy as I could and, and trying to, you know, 
as, as you mentioned, guys like Luis Alberto that, uh, you know, that I was lucky enough to, to train with and, and play with, just trying to soak it all up from them and, and try and, uh, you know, bring all those things into my game. Mm-hmm. And when do you think Canada will be close to that level, tactically? Well, do you think? well I think we're closing the gap a lot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think you look at the national team now and, and we're really uh, making big steps forward. Um, you know, I, I think John Herbin's doing a great job. And, and uh, you know, the big thing also is, is this kind of next group of young guns coming through. Uh, you know, breaking into these big clubs in Europe, uh, they're getting, you know, the best footballing experience you, you could possibly have on, on, on this planet right now. You know, guys like Alfonso Davies and, and Jonathan David, and, and they're going to bring all that back with them uh, when they're coming into the national team. They're going to bring that higher kind of higher level of education, uh, a higher, you know, speed of play, uh, you know, just this bigger kind of awareness of, of, of the whole game that, uh, that maybe not all the players here in Canada and, and with the national team have had in the past. So uh, I don't think the gap is, is maybe as big as, as I am kind of have made it sound, I guess, in this conversation so far. But, um, you know, I, I just think we, we still have a lot of progress to be made more on, on the youth side of things. And, and you're going to see, uh, you know, that progress pay dividends in the national team. Mm-hmm. And and you were talking about some of the young guns that were coming through, like Jonathan David, and uh, and Alfonso Davies, and Jonathan Davies, most likely going to get a move um, pretty soon. And I love talking about um, ta- I love talking about transfers. So where do you, do you think he will leave? Do you think he will leave? And if he does, if you do think he will leave, where will he go? <laughs> well, I may be privy to a little bit of information that's not uh, supposed to be talked about publicly, but, uh, you know, I, I think he'll definitely leave. I think he's proved himself at that level. And, uh, and I think that the natural next step would be for him to make a move to a bigger team. Um, as far as which team, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know him personally, so I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, I, you know, I've heard, I've heard the rumors about Lille in, in France and I think that, that would be a pretty good move for him. Uh, but I've also, you know, heard, heard some bigger names being thrown around there. So uh, I think I'm just as curious as you are to, uh, to figure it out. Yeah, it's always so exciting when, you, when a rumor actually comes true. Because <laughs> most, yeah. most of the rumors are just not true. <laughs> most of them. Um, so, goal, um, okay, so. Okay, here we go. go. I was going to ask, I was oh, gonna ask about being, being selected captain. So you were, you are, uh, you know, selected captain quite often in uh, most of the time in, in, in Pacific. You're obviously the, the marquee signing for uh, Athletic, Athletico Ottawa. So how, what do these clubs see in you that, that you're just, you're just like, how did you develop this leadership that, you know, that, uh, yeah, like, like how did you develop into, into being such a leader in the, in the game, both on and off the field? It's a, a tough question. I, uh, I wouldn't say it was anything in particular. Uh, it's not like I, I go out trying to necessarily be uh, a leader. Uh, you know, in fact, up until last season in Pacific, uh, you know, in Ireland, my season before that, I was still, you know, I think the fifth youngest guy on the team or something like that. Like, it's not, uh, not necessarily certainly a role that, that I've taken in my career up until, up until this point. But, um, 
you know, I, I'm not the loudest guy. I'm not, you know, given big uh, motivational speeches or anything like that. I just try and uh, set good standards for the team uh, on a day-to-day basis. And, and I think that that's something that, that coaching staff and, and organizations respect. Um, you know, I think just like anyone else, we got to give a, a good, honest day's work. And, and I think uh, that's why I just try and lead by example. And, and uh, like I said, kind of set standards for, for, you know, the levels we need to be at physically, uh, mentally, you know, training day in, day out. That's, that's ultimately, uh, you know, we only play one or two games a week. Uh, we get paid to train every day. And so we got to take it seriously and, and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. So the candy stripes, how did you end up in, in, uh, in, in Dairy City? And how was that different from, uh, from playing in, in Spain? Yeah, it's a, uh, that's a fun story. Um, you know, I was with FC Edmonton and uh, we, at the end of our season in 2017, I believe, um, the club ceased operations. So, uh, you know, I, I was left without a team and um, I had some offers from, from you sell and, and leagues like that that uh, I wasn't you know totally interested in and um, the more time that went went by without playing you know I just kind of thought well I've waited this long and you know I'm gonna try and get something back in Europe um, so I ended up waiting you know a number of months uh, without playing and and kind of out of the blue uh, a teammate of mine from from uh, FC Edmonton by the name of Dean Shields uh, who had had you know quite a good career uh, in the UK came up through the, the Arsenal youth team and and you know, played a number of years in Scotland, uh, Ireland, and, and England. And uh, he, he kind of called me out of the blue and said, uh, Fisky, my, my dad's the, the coach at Derry City. They're, they're playing uh, Europa League in a month and a half. Uh, and they need, uh, you know, an attacking midfielder, winger. Uh, are you interested? And I said, where do I sign? You know, <laughs> uh, so pretty, pretty quick, I, I, you know, I was on the plane and over there and uh you know got there i think a couple of weeks later started my first game and and less than a month after arriving i was uh you know starting in, in the europe league qualifying matches so it was a pretty uh you know fast and furious kind of uh entrance to, to irish football and and uh you know i ended up spending seven eight months there and and uh, i really really loved it it's a great great city great uh, great league great country and, and great people yeah and Derry City is a big, big club in Ireland. They won it. They won um, the league. And I, I was just wondering, could you tell us a bit more about uh, what it was like winning the league and as well playing in the Europa League? Yeah, so we won the – we didn't win the league, but we, we did win oh. the League Cup. Um, yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, no worries. Um, that was unbelievable. Uh, you know, that was the first trophy that I've ever won as, as a professional. And, um, you know, it was a, a pretty emotional day. That was, you know, the culmination of, of a lot of years of hard work. And, um, you know, and just to share that as well with, with a group of guys that, uh, you know, I'd only known for a few months and, and I just knew how much work we, we'd put into, you know, both myself personally and, and the whole team into getting to know each other and creating some chemistry. Um, it was a really up and down season for us. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, to kind of finish it off with, with a trophy was, was unbelievable. Um, and sorry, what, what was the other question? And what was it like um, playing in the Europa League? Because the Europa oh, League right. is one of the biggest competitions in the world. Yeah, you know, uh, similar answer, to be honest. It was kind of the, uh, again, a culmination of, of years of hard work that, uh, you know, uh, in, in a 
professional sporting career, you're always kind of ticking boxes of, of goals and objectives that you're trying to set along the way. And, um, you know, growing up, obviously, I, I was wanting to play in, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, the biggest teams in the world. And, you know, mm-hmm. as an adult, you realize you never say never, but it's probably maybe uh, easier said than done. <laughs> to put it lightly, but, uh, you know, playing, like you said, in, in a competition like the Europa League is, was pretty special. You're, you're playing in, uh, the same competition as a lot of those big teams. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just kind of a, a childhood dream. And then, you know, to have, uh, we got a pretty memorable result as well, uh, in Belarus that was, uh, you know, a highlight of, of my career so far. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. How does the, how does the level of play compare in, uh, to Ireland and, and the CPL? It's a good question. Um, I would say, you know, technically, tactically quite similar. Um, I'd say in Ireland, uh, it's maybe a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't say more competitive, but more intense. Um, the games are a bit faster paced. Um, you know, guys are tackling a little bit harder. Uh, every, every, every play kind of means a little bit more, uh, Whereas, you know, in the CPL, I think it's, it's a bit more fan friendly. I think it's a bit more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see kind of some more attractive uh, brands of football being played. Um, and so, you know, every league in the world is, is, is a bit unique in its own way. Um, and, and I think, you know, the CPL is cool because it, it, for me, Canada as a country is, is this amalgamation of, of a lot of different cultures and, and, uh, and people and, and the CPLs you know, interestingly enough, kind of the same thing. Like it, it's this cool uh, melting pot of, of lots of different uh, footballing styles and players from different, uh, different places that, you know, we're, we're literally here from, from the first year uh, that the league has ever been in, in existence. So we're everything we do, uh, every game we play, we're kind of writing uh, history as we do it. So it's pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. the CPL did, yeah. did phenomenally that, that first year, but um, were you, were you a little bit hesitant um, just because of your, your recent experience with FC Edmonton in the NASL and, and just kind of folding? Or did you realize that this was totally a separate entity and, and that, that didn't even cross your mind? I was uh, initially cautious, yeah. Um, partly as well because I was doing well in Ireland and I, I, I was very happy, happy there, like I said. Um, my fiancé was, was happy living there and, and uh, you know, Derry was a, a great place to live. Um, but I would say as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as I got into more kind of serious conversations with, uh, with Rob friend and, and Josh Simpson from Pacific, um, and they, you know, they kind of started to, uh, let me in on a bit more, uh, details on, on what the league was going to look like and, and, and all, all these kind of big plans that they had, uh, they definitely sold me on it. And, and I obviously, you know, ended up making the decision to come back and, and it's a decision, you know, I'm, I'm still really happy with and. And I think the league is headed in, in a great direction. And I'm, you know, extremely proud to be a part of it. Yeah, the right. CPL has been doing, was like I said, phenomenal in, in its first season. It was a huge success. I, uh, you know, I, I expected a lot from it and, and it surpassed my expectations. So I'm, I'm extremely proud of, of, uh, of that first year. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, like, like we all said, it just did so great. Mm-hmm. And but I was going to ask you, where did you like playing better, Spain or Ireland? Because they both um, sound like great places. But what what was your favorite? Where was your favorite place to play in, and why? Oof, put me on the spot, Jack. 
Um, uh, okay, if you want it e easier, almost you could just say your favorite thing about each place. Yeah, to be honest, I love both. I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, my my career's been kind of crazy, but I wouldn't change a thing. Um, Spain, I would say, my favorite thing on the field was uh, I felt like uh, I was getting this this higher education, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I learned so much. Uh, you know, I'm the player I am today because of my my two and a half years there. Um, Ireland, I'd say my favorite thing was, uh, the passion, uh, you know, of the fans and people around the city, uh, you know, we'd have a big win and, and, you know, I wouldn't be able to buy a beer for myself in town, you know, like it's, it's a small city and, and they're just, you know, everyone lives and breathes, uh, the club. So, uh, those would be my, my, my favorite things from, from each place, but I, I don't think I can pick between them. <laughs> Yeah, they both sound like great, great places. Ireland, I, and from what I've heard from everybody who's talked about Ireland, Spain, that they're both really awesome countries. So those are two countries that I want to visit. You should. I would highly recommend it. And I would highly recommend uh, the specific cities that I lived in. Uh, Derry is, is gorgeous, the nicest people you'll, you'll ever meet. Um, Highly recommend, and same in Spain. La Coruña is uh, one of my favorite places I've I've ever been. Uh, it's you know somewhere I, I'll definitely be going back to and taking my my future kids to 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 visit. Yeah. Well, do you follow like a specific diet, Ben, when you're when you're in season? I don't follow any you know specific diet. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, keto or vegan or, or anything like that. Uh, I just try and eat healthy and, and, uh, you know, uh, my mom growing up always just told me to try and eat the whole, uh, rainbow. So I try and eat, you know, lots of vegetables, different colors and, uh, you know, steer clear of kind of processed foods and stuff like that. But, uh, I'm pretty simple and I also love to cook. So, uh, you know, good quality meats, uh, vegetables and, and whole grains, quinoa, brown rice, wild rice, uh, stuff like that is, is kind of what I stick to. Cool. You have a Nova Scotia connection, right? I do a big one actually. Uh, so my mom is from Northport, uh, just outside, uh, Amherst. Um, and my dad was born in England, but also grew up, uh, for, for a lot of his, his childhood in, uh, just outside Halifax. Cool. And yeah. they and they met met in Halifax as well, my parents. So Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. And funny enough, then they actually came to Ottawa together to go to university. So go figure. <laughs> it's all planned out really for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe you maybe someday you'll be playing for the Wanders. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> You know, I'm very happy where I am, uh, but I will say that I do enjoy a good Halifax away trip. Uh, it's one of my favorite places in the league to come play. So, yeah, that's good. They 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 did they did uh, they did a great job with the uh, well. I mean, it's the the fans really uh, really get excited for the game. For sure. So for it's, sure. It's it. A lot of people say it creates a it's a great energy. Even the even the the visiting players enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I know uh, a lot of guys in the league feel the same way that it's it's one of our favorite places to go play. Uh, mo you know, mostly for the fans, but also just you know, it's a nice. Uh, Nice setting for the stadium, close to downtown. Uh, you know, everything about it is just just pretty cool. Nice. And I also wanted to ask you about your dog. 
Could you my tell dog, me about Vigo. your dog? Yeah, Vigo. <laughs> yeah. Is is Vigo Spanish? I was just the gonna name ask. is yes. So yeah. Vigo. So what does uh, it mean? Vigo is named after the first city that I lived in in Spain, which is Vigo, where uh, Celta Vigo plays. Uh, so that's oh, where that's the name really comes. Cool. That's where the that's name really comes cool. from. We we got him uh, one summer when I was home for for my off season. So. Unfortunately, uh, I only get to see him when, when I'm home with my family in, in Vancouver. Um, I kind of travel around too much to, to look after him on my own. So he, he's back home with my mom and, and my brothers. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's always happy to see you when you come home. Oh, yeah. Not as happy as I am to see him, though. <laughs> I've, been, I've been known to say that I, I prefer dogs to people. So uh, <laughs> you, you, you guys are all right, though. I don't mind your company. <laughs> we passed the dog test <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well jack and we should probably uh some... we should yeah we should probably go yeah. into rapid fire yeah. i just wanted to ask uh, before we do that what advice can you give to young players that are that are starting out that that want to you know follow a similar trajectory as as ben fisk and and gopro uh biggest thing i would say is uh be honest with yourself um you know, there's, there's a lot of really, really talented people in the world, um, but there's, there's a select few that, that make the most of that talent. And, and I think just about every one of them would probably tell you, uh, you know, you, you can't cut corners. Uh, you know, you have to go into every day. Uh, you know, I like to say kind of get, giving back to the game, like everything you, you put into the game uh, is going to come back to you in some form or another. Um, so you know, if you're, if you're, you're taking shortcuts and stuff like that, the, the only person you're really uh, hurting is yourself and, and, and your dreams and goals and objectives. So uh, be honest with yourself, what you need to work on, uh, where you're at, you know, don't set unrealistic expectations, just take it kind of one day at a time. And, and, and uh, you know, if you, you need a bit of luck, but if, if you're doing all the right things and, and, uh, you know, treating everyone the way you want to be treated, uh, treating the game you, the way you want it to treat you. then I think, uh, you know, you're setting yourself up for success, whether it's, you know, as, as a footballer, obviously not everyone's lucky enough to, to play professionally, but you're setting yourself up well for, for life in general, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, great that's advice. great advice for young players. And, be, and we probably should get into the rapid fire question, so I'm not going to waste any more time. Do you play FIFA? Uh, sometimes. Xbox or PS4? Xbox. Nice. Um, we play on Xbox too, but a lot of people say they play on PS4. So when someone says they play on Xbox, I'm happy with, I'm really happy with them. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more of a Call of Duty guy these days, but I, I do play some FIFA. I, and I okay. used to be crazy for FIFA when I was younger. <laughs> now, and now I'm engaged and, and it's, uh, you know, I don't get as much video game time as, as I would like. <laughs> Um, and who, and uh, fa what's your favorite fruit? Favorite fruit. Uh, big fruit guy. I'm going to go with guava. Okay. Mm, I don't have guava a lot, but I'll, I'll be sure to try because I'm a big fruit you guy. You got to get it. Okay. In Canada, I've never had a very good one, but in uh, Central America, in the Caribbean, guava. Okay. And do you have a nickname? Fisky. Okay, Fisky. I like that. Or Ben 10. Ben 10. Okay. <laughs> My favorite is Fisky. For some reason. Go. Yeah. And just what you said earlier, you like, you like um, 
dogs are than people that almost remind me of a <laughs> dog name, but I love it. I love it so much. What is one superpower you would like to have? Ooh, fly for sure. Fly. Okay. And you could just kick the, you could just go up a little bit so it doesn't look like you're actually cheating and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you can go super fast. Five, five foot nine guy beating Cristiano Ronaldo to a header. Yeah. <laughs> and do you cook? I do. I love cooking. Oh, uh, yeah. You said, sorry, you said um, that you like to cook, but what is your favorite thing to cook? That's the question. Um, on once or twice a week, I let myself cheat a little bit on my healthy eating and I do a nice pasta. And I, I uh, my fiance is also Italian, so I love it, cooking Italian food. So I like doing a nice pasta, um, nice alla matriciana. To, nice traditional roman pasta dish yeah that sounds tasty and what's your favorite movie Whew. uh sorry these are supposed to be rapid fire yeah uh, <laughs> but but don't worry no, not ever um we don't the rapid fire is kind of hard to go fast a lot of people say i'm it's gonna like go show. i'm gonna go the godfather okay the what movie. is your favorite board game Risk. Or, Risk or Settlers of Catan. That's my new favorite. Okay. Risk, only, Risk growing up and now Settlers of Catan. Okay, I've never, I've only played Catan a few times, but Risk, I'll try out Risk. Try out Risk. I'm, yeah, because I'm a huge board games fan. And if you dream of dominating the world, it's a good game. Okay, and what's your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite soccer slash movie um, TV show or documentary? Um, I like the, uh, Manchester city, all or nothing. Oh, we, we watch that. It's great. And I also, um, I also really like, uh, there's another one on Amazon prime made by, by media pro. They can pay me a royalty for, for mentioning this one. Uh, but it's called six dreams. It's on uh, on Amazon Prime, and it's really cool. It follows uh, six people involved with uh, La Liga. Nice. Okay, cool. That, I haven't that heard of that really one. It's wor- worth checking out. It's really good. And yeah. it follows, actually, uh, Saul from Atletico Madrid. So. Oh, Saul. I really yeah. like him. That, we must watch that. We, does, yeah. uh, does, Athletic, does uh, Atletico Ottawa have those cryogenic chambers? The show uh, no, company not yet. going into in the, no, in the first no, not, episode? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> We're working on it. Right. And what, what, um, what do you like about your sun sign? I'm an Aquarius. Aries. Oh, okay. 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 I have a good okay. answer for that one. It's okay. that a lot of my favorite athletes are also Aquarius. Uh, really? Michael okay. Jordan, okay. Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, uh, to name a few, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, so there's obviously something in the water. Pun intended. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, well, those are some great athletes. And they're all born in, a, um, and they're all Aquarius. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. And what do you think of Odletti? I love it, but I, I really like it. Of the nickname, nickname Odletti? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan too. I think, uh, you know, the really cool thing about this team for me is just kind of combining. Uh, you know, I, I've had a huge Spanish influence on, on my life and, and obviously I'm a very proud Canadian. So kind of combining those two cultures uh, to try and create, uh, you know, a beautiful on-field product and off-field as well, connecting with the people here in Ottawa, I think 
is really cool. And so taking, you know, the Atleti nickname and, and putting a little Ottawa twist on it, I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. I love it. <laughs> and what do you think of the nickname, the Candy Stripes? Candy Stripes, also a big fan. Very, uh, you know, I love uh, kind of the, the traditions in, in football in the UK. Uh, I love, you know, all the, the old nicknames, the, uh, the old crest and all that kind of stuff. So Candy Stripes, there has uh, been called the Candy Stripes for, for a long time. And do you know uh, the uh, nickname for, for Atletico Madrid? Atleti? Atleti, right? Well, but they, they've got another one more similar to the Candy Stripes. Los Colchoneros. Oh, okay. And it, means, what uh, it means the mattress makers. Because historically, uh, Atletico's jerseys, the red and white, they, I guess, some story that they, they made them uh, out of old, old mattress material or something like that. So, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can look it up. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. All right. Never heard wow. of that. Yeah. That's cool. I've never heard of that either. And what would be three words to define you? Honest, humble, uh, proud. Nice. I like those. And this is my last rapid fire question and more of a closing up question. What are your goals for the future? My goals for the future, uh, bring a trophy to Ottawa, um, okay. win as many trophies as possible. I'm like insanely obsessed with winning. I really enjoy it. <laughs> uh, um, and just, you know, help, uh, help grow the CPL as a whole and, and Athletic Ottawa into, you know, what I, I know they're capable of becoming, which is, uh, you know, a club and a league that are, that are known around the world. Yeah. Uh, those are some great goals. And I definitely think that you, that you will win lots and lots of trophies. <laughs> Thank you. And I and, hope so. Yeah, and I think Atletico Ottawa will surprise a lot of people, and I'm excited to see how they play and who, who and may and who knows maybe this season, maybe next season, maybe the next season after that, maybe it's they'll get maybe they'll get a trophy sooner rather than later. Yeah, what about this year? We're counting us out on <laughs> No, I said this year. I said this year. Oh, okay, okay, I'm okay. just making sure. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I think you're. I think you're doing a great, uh, being a great ambassador yeah. for the for the league and and the sport, and and obviously um, you're going to be one for for Atletico Ottawa. So, yeah, really appreciate your time, Ben. And hopefully we'll see each other next time soon in person when all for this sure. is done. I look forward right. to it. Yeah, hopefully at the Wanderers grounds, and we'll and I'll see and I'll see you playing. <laughs> hopefully you won't be too upset after we smash them. <laughs> ben is just a little bit competitive. <laughs> I, I'm competitive too, so I don't mind it at all. <laughs> we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. And you, I, I think you're going to achieve all of your goals. And hopefully, we'll see you. And hopefully, we'll see you in person next time we talk with you. Cheers, Jack. Thank you again yeah. for the interview, and Andrew as well. You guys are great. I love what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, let's do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Thank yeah, thank you, Ben. Okay, cheers, guys. Take care. All right, bye. 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 Cheers. Bye.